Okay, Bill, are we ready? Sure, Paul. Oh, wait. Be right back. I need my Avengers omnibus. Uh, where did I put that thing? While Bill looks for that, let me tell you about our new endeavor. Two True Freaks has grown, and Back to the Bins is growing with it. I, Paul Spataro, along with Bill Robinson and Scott Gardner... Just say his name three times in an email, and he'll appear in your show. Hey, how's it going? Ah! Sorry, sorry, I forgot I had a Scott Gardner life model decoy in here. Be right there. Ow! Ow, who put Cap's shield there? (laughs) Anyway, we're looking to showcase various characters, storylines, issues or whatever strikes our fancy from the world of the Avengers. Hey, Ben, move that funny-looking hammer, would you? It's it's on that book, and I can't move it. Sure thing, Dad. Where do you want it? Uh, over there somewhere. No! no! Watch out for the repulsor! No! Ah! Oh! Ah! Ah! Don't tell your mother. We like to call it Avengers Spotlight. I thought it was going to be called Old Avengers Never Die. They just get reassembled and sent to another Earth. What? Too wordy? Who knows what we'll cover, and who might stop by? So join us for the Avengers Spotlight, where we'll look at Earth's greatest heroes and some of comics' greatest stories, such as the Korvac Saga, Acts of Vengeance, the Kree-Skrull War, and, oh, for the love of Christ, who the hell put the Celestial Madonna Saga on this list? Huh. I found a use for that life model decoy after all. Okay, found it. We ready? Hey, wait a minute. This is the book of the Vashanti. Forget it. See you soon, everybody. My favorite Avengers are D-Man and Green Lantern. Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome back to Walking Dead Wednesday. I'm Chris Honeywell and I'm here with my co-host Sean Engel. Hey everyone. And... Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. Who hates being called Dr. Bill Robinson? I'm a podcaster, not a doctor. Sometimes we'll call him Dr. William Robinson, then... And then we tell him that there's there's danger. He needs to avoid <laughs> yes. <it. laughs> Ooh, the pain. The pain. <laughs> but we have a very... It's a... Well, it's it's a special episode. It's a new... new uh, wrinkle in, in The Walking Dead Wednesday. We're going to start covering the TV show, too. And we did a special three years back with the first three TV episodes, but we're gonna we're gonna cover them anew, sort of separately, and we're we're gonna work up through the TV show alongside the comics. We might even do a little catch up with the TV show. So by the time season four starts, we might be sort of lined up on um, on the the timeline for whatever that's worth as far as all the differences now but anyway so we're going to start at the very beginning season 1 episode 1 and uh <laughs> bringing us the synopsis this, this time will be Bill Robinson and I hear you've got something uh fairly special planned 
uh, yeah, I just wanted to do something different. Like we had said prior to the show, I, I, I didn't want to redo something that everybody else has already done. So I'm going to do the synopsis as told from all the third person characters, um, people that saw the action happening around them and not that was involved directly in that. Well, some of them are involved in the action, but they're, they're the victims of the action of, of the main characters. So, uh, so basically this is the walking dead from someone else's perspective. And our first, uh, this will be like little diary entries as we go along for each character. So, um, our first one is the little girl zombie. Dear zombie diary today, I died. I was all alone after eating mommy and daddy and found a nice policeman by the gas station to feed me. I rushed to greet him, and he shot me in the head. He wasn't a nice man at all. Two bad, bad men. Today, me and my two buddies were driving down the road when the cops chased us for no reason. We were forced off the road and had to defend ourselves. My two friends were killed, and I got out of our overturned car and tagged one of them cops before I took a few slugs myself. Zombies in the cafeteria. We saw a man walking toward us in the hospital. He was wearing a hospital gown and looked weak. But we were so hungry, it didn't matter. We tried to reach out to him for help, <clears throat> to get food, but he went down the stairs and left us alone. The flies outside the hospital. Wait, hold on. on. I got a translator here. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, we saw a living man come out of the hospital and walk all by all the dead bodies that had been put down by shots to the head. He walked over the hill and left. The lady by the bike. Oh, look, someone to help me. Hey, wait, you dick. That's my damn bike. Come back here. Zombie on the street. I was walking down the street and saw a living man walk out of a house and sit down. A small boy came up behind him and hit him in the head with a shovel. I went to help and someone shot me in the side of the head. What is this world coming to? Poor street zombies. We see people moving around in a house. One looks sick. The other two appear to be taking care of him. Bob tried to wake up a make a car alarm sound to get their attention zombie mom after bob sounded the alarm i went to a house i think i know and looked for my husband and son but the door was locked and i lost my keys the last thing i remember was having a fever why won't they let me in street zombie the next day hey hey i think that's rick grimes I'll say hi. Ow! He hit me. What the fuck? Ow, Rick! Deputy Leon Bassett. Huh. Look, it's Rick. I hate that SOB. Man, I wish this fence wasn't between me and him. What was he doing in the police station anyway? Are those guns and supplies? Man, he's stealing it. Oh, look, he's got a gun. Very nice. Ow, my head! Bike Lady, part two. So I went off after that a-hole that took my bike. I still haven't found him yet. Oh, hey, look, there he is behind me. Oh, I've got you now, you son of a bitch. I'm going to bite your leg off. Oh, wait, 
He, he said he's sorry. What a nice man. Hey, he's got a gun. Help! Blammo. Zombie mom. Saw some other people being shot down by my old house. Are my husband and son home? Wait for me. I'm coming home. There you are. I see you in the window. Do you see me? I want to come in. Can you see me? I guess I was wrong. Oh, well. I think I heard a shot down by the park. I'll go there. Zombies on the road. Saw a police car heading to Atlanta. First car I have seen in a long, long time. Flies in the house. Man, is it ripe in this house? These two shot themselves in the head. Look, it's a cop trying to get in. Hey, he's stealing the horse. Maybe the horse flies will bite him. <clears throat> horse on the farm. <laughs> so this cop takes me and rides me to Atlanta. I've never been to the big city. Kind of empty on the outskirts. Wow, I'm tired. And this asphalt is hot. I sure could use a break. Water, food, something. This place is a mess. Oh, a horse wouldn't leave things like this. Hey, what's that sound? It's one of them flying metal things. Let's go see it, Rick. Holy horse shit! Who the hell are these people? Ah, help me, mister, help me! Wait, don't leave! Ouch, ow, they're eating me! You bastard! You said I'd be saved, you son of a bitch! Zombies by the tank. Hey, look! Horse meat! What a side or a human! Awesome! Quick, he went under the tank! Where'd he go? Damn it! Zombie in the tank. Why the fuck did I join the army? See the world, do great things. Great! I'm dead and hungry. Oh, hey, look, a cop! Hey, mister, can you? Blam! Ah, oh, fuck! Zombies outside the tank. We can hear the man in the tank talking to someone. The other guy called him a dumbass. Zombie horse. Hey! I'm dead! Stop beating me already! Get the guy in a fucking tank! A horse is a horse, of the end. Horse, of course, and no one can talk to a horse. You may be the biggest ham in Demanza Corp history, man. <laughs> I'm glad I had that muted. Me too! <laughs> Otherwise, there would have been just hysterical drones of laughter. I think that is the most unique take anyone has ever done on a synopsis of, of anything. You got ever. it all! I gotta say, it was pretty much all there. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> the only thing I couldn't really hit was the beats with Rick and uh, Rick and Shane, and and the group by the by the side of the road where Rick calls over the radio. I couldn't really find a third person, you know, unless I did the food or something, you know. <laughs> you know, I was like, it, you know? it's the hamburger, the hamburger that Rick and Shane are eating. <laughs> You know, it could have been the the ketchup that you know that Shane was dipping. You know, Rick's ketchup that Shane. That's really stretching it. The sentient ketchup bottle. Yeah, I I list at least the things that were alive or at one time were alive. That you know, yeah, living food. You could always. I think the thing you can, especially in Walking Dead universe, that you could always go to is being the fly on the wall, because there's always got to be a fly somewhere. And well, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, he, 
he leaves the hospital and like, and he doesn't encounter any people, no living zombies. But, but and, and I'm watching the episode, and there's all these flies everywhere. I'm like, aha, <laughs> they're alive. Flies, yeah. They're flies buzzing. could have been sitting around waiting for a little bit of that burger to drop, you know, and overheard some <laughs> conversation. But then, yeah. Yeah, then you know, then there's a stretch of the flies get the concept of a two-way radio and stuff like that. But... <laughs> no, but so that was that was an interesting. Uh interesting take on the show and yeah you hit on pretty much everything uh it was a it's amazing how well this show started out and how much it was like the actual comic so so much that it almost it was perhaps one of the best translations from comic to uh comic to screen that we've seen so i i'm i was really impressed with the opening episode of the show well you know i mean you had just uh, extra money pumped into it. You had a, a major director directing it and stuff, so it had all those extra touches. You know, there was a there was an extra bit of care put into it, and they knew they had to come out strong. And I mean, uh, although Frank Darabont has also illustrated before that he is willing to shoot a kid in the head, mm-hmm. although he waited till the end of the the mist to do that. But like first scene in this. Is, uh, spoilers! Uh, spoilers! If anybody hasn't seen the end of the mist, uh, yeah. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't. I've heard that you probably can't spoil that film. I've heard that's a really good film, but I, I don't think that will spoil it for me. I haven't seen the mist yet. It's one of those, not really bucket list oh. films, but films that I really need to go check out sometime. But I don't think that will spoil it. No, well, no, not really. But not until the last five minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, no, anyway. but there is one one, one, oh, yeah. one more twist after that. We won't say what it is. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. But, uh, but this yeah. one right off the bat, he's you know, I mean, the, the the first scene is a little kid getting shot in the head, <laughs> and and that uh, wasn't that wasn't in the co- that wasn't in the comic. No, it did separate it from the comic, but it did set the tone for the yeah. for the entire show. It was I a mean, nice and... little statement of purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I. I remember the first time I saw that, you know, the opening shot, and I was like, whoa, holy cow, okay, yeah, all right, this is a zombie flick, and you gotta kill a zombie, no matter how little it is. This is gonna mm-hmm. be The Walking Dead, yeah, and uh, it's funny, as now, it now you know, as the show's into season three, boy, Rick, Rick it's, it's like the comics, Rick looks kind of baby-faced in this one, you know, it's like, oh, look at Rick, he's, he's looking, you know, oh, yeah. clean-shaven, and... You know, I mean, and by season three, he looks feverish 90% of the time and, you know, three days growth of beard and stuff. So, um, I like that. I like that, that, that he's aging. I, I, one thing that I did notice is a little bit in the, in the early days, you could tell there's a little bit of the English accent creeping in there mm-hmm. here, here and there, you know, his, his, yeah, his Southern accent wasn't perfected yet. It's not wholly noticeable. It's not like it's just know, Kevin Costner there. and yeah. Robert, it's not like Kevin Costner and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, bad. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. It, every once in a while, you can hear it, but you know, I think he pulls off. I, in fact, I think a lot of the characters pull off, uh, you know, because I know as we get later on into the series, the governor uh, is played by an English actor mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. uh, and well, he the guy that a, plays uh, the guy with his son. Oh man, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the guy and his son that, that no that oh uh save Rick right in the first e- episode there oh yeah Dwayne Dwayne 
Uh, yeah, he, he he's a uh, English also. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they, because they, you know, and I guess I don't Wait, know that's why not, they did. Wait, Dwayne's Dwayne's the son. Dwayne's isn't the, the son. Dwayne's the son. Uh, oh crap! Yeah, we're all. You know, maybe the horse will tell me. <laughs> but yeah, that carry. Yeah, the, I think they they pull it off pretty well, and it's kind of upsetting that they didn't decide to go with actual because I'm certain there are actual actors who are from the South who have Southern actor accents that could have pulled this off just as well as, you know, uh, Andrew Nichol and everyone else in the show. Well, isn't but, uh, England like pretty much the size of a small state in the United States? Uh, essentially. Yeah. I would say England's probably about the size of New York. Yeah. Uh, square mileage wise. Uh, so. so how many of those guys are actors? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> True. But that's where acting came from. I guess. Shakespeare. Uh, no. Well. <laughs> but yeah, Gil or not the Walk- Shakespeare and Walking Dead are, are two wholly separate things. And, you know, it would have been nice to see uh, some southern actors in this role, but I, I like who we got. I think that yeah. they've done an admirable job, and I think they've, uh, you know, for the most part, they got the characters down. Uh and this one, we basically got you know, Rick, Shane, uh, we didn't even get Lori and uh, Carl. In the... No, they were there briefly. They were oh, at yeah. the camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they they were at the camp. We Did we get... I'm trying to remember, because I didn't get to rewatch this before we did this, but I watched it so many times, I pretty much remember the We the got plot. to see Shane making out with Lori a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Dale. And... Now, Dale. Dale was the standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the first season he was the one who was the most like uh he walked Dale right out of the comic yeah mm-hmm. and plus he was also you know going back to frank darabont he was a character who had appeared in a couple of frank darabont pl- uh, uh, mm-hmm. pictures so yeah he was obviously- he he was in the mist and did frank darabont do storm of the century the Keevan, uh, St- stephen king yeah, adaptation no, yeah he might have been in the green mile also Yes, think, yes, he was. He was, he was one of the cops. He was one. He was one of the uh, 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 guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he's got a connection to Darabont, and I think Darabont, you know, picked really well to have him play Dale because oh my he was God, not just visually, perfect. but in every regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got the he got the attitude of Dale down. He got the sort of uh, Jiminy Cricket type of uh, conscience to Rick's uh, to to Rick in the show. So it. It worked really well with him as the character in this. Uh, he was my favorite, my favorite member of the cast. It's sort of like a Star Trek dynamic without a Mister Spock. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Mm. It's yeah, he's 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 Doctor McCoy, Rick's yeah. Kirk, and when and Shane, shows up, he'll be Sulu. Shane would be Evil Kirk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the lead cop. <laughs> Yeah, you. I, I don't know why, and I don't think Shane turned me off, because as as the series will go, spoilers. Like, well, not really spoilers, but as the series goes on, you'll get to dislike Shane. And at the beginning, you know, even though knowing what Shane did and the character of Shane, I I kind of enjoyed him as a character. He wasn't as annoying as he came to be. No, at this one, uh, he was just sort of Rick's, like semi-dumb buddy you know mm-hmm. yeah and uh, it's 
it's kind of disappointing. I know Kirkman has talked about he wanted to keep Shane on in the show more than he did because he wanted to explore the character more. But I think I think that kind of I don't think that kind of worked in the show because the Shane character, I think, at least for me, worked better when he was out of the picture quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he stuck around far too long in the series. But in this opening, in this opening episode, you know, he was he was really well used. And plus, you know, we got to meet all the people at the camp. You know, I think Andrea. We got to no, meet Andrea's, her. Without, I know, we didn't Andrea get to meet Andrea's sister. Andrea's Seth. sister was there. We won't see Andrea because she's uh, next episode. She's oh, yeah, actually she, in. She's trapped in the um, in the department store. Yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. Her and um, T Dog, and because it's well, I guess yeah, we'll cover T-Dog that next episode. Land. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Nah, that's that's me for not you know actually doing my homework on this. Mea culpa. But uh, uh, this was uh, this was a textbook you know, example of just some of the best drama. You know, I think I think I think we discussed before on uh, I think it might have been on the Star Trek show that this has been a great time in TV for uh, great drama in television and Walking Dead, I think, sort of was the thing that cemented that in people's minds. In fact, uh, I guess a lot of the AMC shows, you know, mm-hmm. including Mad Men, Mad Men. That, the, the AMC has been a has been a network that's been willing to take risks and do uh, interesting dramatic shows. The fact that they actually took The Walking Dead and did it up like this and gave it, you know, uh, the sort of gravitas is a testament to them because a lot of, a lot of, if this were on NBC or any of the major networks, I think, I don't think it would have been done as well. And I don't think it would, no, would this... have lasted to this, this this length of season so this far. is like the, the 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 whole there's been a whole sort of golden age revolution of tv that started on hbo mm-hmm. with like the the sopranos specifically yes and then just a series of other you know oz and all the other ongoing shows they had that did really well critically and and such and now you're seeing it start to go cable starting to pick that up Mm-hmm. And the and the regular networks are so mainstream; they're never going to be able to really. They try to do it, but it still ends up having to be kind of cheesy, you know. So, yeah. Well, like uh, I know NBC tried to revamp the whole thing with Hannibal Lecter, their show Hannibal, mm-hmm. and I've heard. I'm going to do a five minute freak on that. I have to watch a couple more episodes to. Okay. But um, but I've been because... I've been watching that. And it yeah, is. It's I've cheesy. Heard. It's got a little CSI. You know, it's it's because they pump them out faster, and you know, it's 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 a whole a different process. You know, but then with you know stuff like The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, you get these, and and uh, Game of Thrones, you get these big, long, empty periods in between. You know, where. You have to wait these incredibly long periods of time and really short seasons. So that's I, the drawback to it. But at the same time, I'll take that that um, that drawback for the excellent writing and yeah. Well, it's the it's the whole idea of uh, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather see 
I'd rather see these six episodes in the first season of Walking Dead than, you know, a full season, 22, 24 episodes of, you know, Hannibal or uh, CSI or whatever, you know. Right. Well, those are sort of just those are sort of disposable things, whereas this is becomes it's sort of own thing. It becomes a little narrative, you know, each season becomes its own little narrative or adaptation or, or whatever. And it's more, you know, it's more like a movie. It's more cinematic. It's somewhere between a movie and getting to do what you could do in a book, where you can take more time to go in depth with stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and you can you can tell that it's a lot more cinematic in the way that it's filmed. Uh, I mean, it's filmed in HD, but you've said that it looks like they're filming with. Uh, what 16 millimeter cameras as well and so you're getting some really nice nice uh, imagery with the film it's just it, it looks a lot better than a lot of the stuff that's shot on you know even on the big high budget tv shows like mm-hmm. the csis and what have you so mm-hmm. it's got it's got a lot it's got a lot different feel and i think having that short season allows them to take more time with each episode and make it look as good as possible and I think the lively thing about this this part of Walking Dead Wednesdays with the TV show is going to be sort of figuring out where these episodes, you know, whether it's tracking up, tracking down. Because um, I know through the first season, people were getting crazy about this show, you know, that it was it was it was sucking in new people. And then we'll get to the second, third seasons, which are definitely scandalous. Mm-hmm. They sort of built a fan base really quickly of, you know, well, they had, you know, they had the comics people in from the beginning, but then they got general audience in there, built a fan base in the first season, and then the second and third season, you got to get some general audience people getting to do some fanboy stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. where they're just well, like, I don't like this, or I really like this. Well, I think that kind of fed back into the comics, because after the show came out, didn't the comic sales kind of go up a little bit? I, I believe. Oh, I'm sure they did. You know, they, people yeah. went back to get back issues and mm-hmm. and the trades and all that. It, they well, you have. you you've said yourself, you know, uh, copy you you sold your your, your uh, individual copies of Walking Dead on eBay for a pretty penny because mm-hmm. people are wanting to buy those early issues up. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at the same time, up. I might have sold them to somebody who's hoping to sell them for huger amounts yeah. of money, who could end up with a whole bunch of Walking Deads that weren't as flip as this comic. As much as he paid for them. Yeah. Well, but you know, it, for starters, this this was a great beginning to to uh, a really you know it was a great beginning to the show. It was a great adaptation of the comic. Oh, yeah. In fact. Uh, I don't think it really diverged much from the comic. Uh, you know, there was so much of that first issue in this, in this, you know, like what hour and 20 minute, you know, sort of short film here. So, or, or maybe it wasn't even that. I know it was, it was like, like an, an hour, hour and half. six minutes or something. Hour like that. So yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and one of the things that was more, um, one of the major scenes that was changed is the, when he gets out of the hospital bed, he goes down the hall and he actually opens the door to the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and it and he sees all the dead bodies in there. So when I was watching the show, I'm waiting and I'm waiting, waiting for that and door he, to open. Yeah, 
Yeah, waiting for the door to open. Now the fingers come out through the door, and then he goes into the stairwell, and he goes into the stairwell, and it's pitch black. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, because that was I don't remember that being in the comic, so that was something new that Dick was, you know, the drama for TV when when he lights the matches, he's lighting them like one but one one at a time as he's going down the dark stairwell. I, I was just waiting for something to be in the stairwell, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. But it was you were on edge, going, oh man, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, he got outside. Oh, awesome what the heck? use of no dialogue. You know, the, there's a lot mm-hmm. of no dialogue, which is great. It, it very much like the beginning of uh, 28 Days Later mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's a great way to start apocalyptic films with with or series with long stretches of just silence and devastation. Yeah, and just the 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 main protagonist observing all the devastation mm-hmm. and trying to and trying take to figure it, it out. Yeah, yeah. And but I was uh, like. That was like the end of Resident Evil 1 had the big long thing where Alice comes out. Or was it in 2? You're going to have to say that. That's good. the wrong guy. Well, okay. Well, yeah. There's In one of the movies, she's she revives and she's alone. She comes stumbling out and she's in uh, Raccoon City and it's it's devastating. There's nobody around. And she's standing there in a, in a uh, hospital, hospital gown and a shotgun, basically. <laughs> See if you had just told me that it was, uh, you know, her standing there, Mila Yojovich, and standing there around you go. a hospital gown. I would, I would be all interested in that. <laughs> Got to go see it now. <laughs> done it is now in my Netflix queue. There, done. Yeah, that that scene in the in the stairwell reminded me, for some reason, of Dawn of the Dead at the beginning of the original Dawn of the Dead, and. Um, there were a lot of other scenes that reminded the scene where the um, with the criminals fleeing the cops and heading towards the roadblock really had a Mad Max feel to it. Oh yeah, the way it yeah. was shot and the and the way the car was driving and stuff, and that was really neat. Mm-hmm. And you know it it wasn't exactly like it was in the comic, but it would, it had enough. Mm-hmm. of the comic aesthetic in it that you if you had read the comic you could see the parallels in there but yeah this was like I said before this is one of the best adaptations of a comic that I've ever seen really have either of you guys watched the uh, black and white version yet yeah I saw that uh, when AMC was redoing it they just basically I saw color corrected it and you know it wasn't you know, it's nice. It would be nice if we were actually filmed in black and white mm-hmm. and in high def, and you could right. see the the sort of grains. Because I've watched actually uh, some black and white movies that have been released on Blu-ray and gotten a nice treatment, mm-hmm. and it's really nice to see the sort of uh, depth of field of it and the sort of mm-hmm. grain of the film and all that. But I think this was just they they digitally discolored, digitally took the color out, so. It makes it interesting. It makes more, I guess, the feel of the book, but I don't think it adds or takes away anything from the the show. Well, really, if I wanted to watch in black and white, I could probably just adjust the settings on my TV. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> true, true. There we go. Oh, I, was just, I thought you were going to say I could always just pull out my old black and white TV. Oh, <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> could you hook that up to a Blu-ray player? Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not be like yeah, caveman not. blu-ray not work on tv <laughs> this tv not seven not 720i 
1080i. Well, I just realized I actually have a black and white TV in my house. It's just a little tiny one, you know, like a little portable one from back in the day. But, uh... I, you're gonna try and you're gonna try and hook your roommate's Blu-ray player up to it. Aren't no, you? nobody. There's no Blu-ray player in our house. Oh, he, he's gonna do that, and it's and it's gonna be a time machine or something. <laughs> I like. I got I'm not work. falling. I'm not falling for Blu-ray because it's only temporary. <laughs> I can imagine. Why? What do you think the next thing's gonna be? I'm just waiting for. I don't know what the next thing's gonna be. But I'm basically waiting for where everything is just sort of a file. You know, it, it is sort of like that now. You know, you can just drop stuff on a hard drive anymore. But I think I'm 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 I don't want to encourage um having, you know, I don't have enough room anymore to have all my movies in a container, you know. Yeah, you've, you've got DVDs. And, and, oh, I'm gonna go buy Blu-rays. Yeah, it's I just don't and and I don't consume them. It, it's nowadays I don't feel the need like I used to to have them. You know, to it's have called, them there. It's called age. <laughs> well, it's partially that, and it's partially that I know if I want to see them, I can see them. I can go on to like Netflix. A lot yeah. of times, or or something similar to that. They're just sort of around all the time, in mm-hmm. the in the cloud of the in the cloud, and so you know it. It's just as easy if I'm sitting on my computer to pop it up. It was just like before we started the show. I was um, I was remembering, and I couldn't find my CD of. Oh, what was the name of the band? The Meat Puppets. The Meat Puppets' second album. And I was remembering, ah, oh, such a good album. And I just went onto YouTube, and somebody had put the whole album up. And it's like, oh, okay, now I'll listen to it, you know? Yeah. There's, there's dozens of other places where I could have gone, too, to do that. And uh, so it's just... Yeah. And, I, I mean, they look beautiful. I was over at Scott's when we watched the the dark knight returns and watching it on blu-ray was fantastic you know it was like and he has a big old big screen tv so it looked it looked like a projected you know um slide or something but moving especially since it was animated mm-hmm. and you know everything every line was crisp and clean you know you didn't see the divisions of the lines of the screen it was it's just beautiful but at the same time i just don't i don't watch movies like that anymore i guess i do i'm gonna go over there today to watch the game of thrones that comes on today but um you know most of the time i'm watching it on a little laptop screen <laughs> yeah if i'm if i'm watching something so well that's how i that's how i reviewed this uh um, I just went on Netflix, and mm-hmm. Walking Dead is in the queue on on streamings. I think they I think they just put the third season up. So, if anybody wants to catch up, if they haven't already been watching it now, if we you have get Netflix, all up to speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I my kids love Netflix. Oh, I should be a Netflix spokesman, but uh, there's lots of stuff on there. Yeah, pretty much most of the stuff that we'd mentioned 
you know, the AMC Breaking Bad and Mad Men and Walking Dead are all pretty much streaming on Netflix. So if you guys have Netflix, there's no excuse for you to go check this stuff out because it is it is truly, truly, really some of the best TV out there. I think Netflix is one of those things now that makes people actually wish that they break both their legs and have to be laid up for six months because they can finally like watch everything. <laughs> That's stuff like Mad Men. I'd love to watch Mad Men, but it's like, I'm, you know, I'd barely yeah. have time to watch the stuff that I'm watching now, and I and I know there's all this great stuff out there just waiting. I can see the people who are watching it enjoying the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I, well, we're sort of reaching the end of our time, so. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much. Um, so next time we're gonna do episode two. Episode two. Sounds good okay. to me. So, who's going to do the synopsis that time? Well, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll figure it out when it somebody gets else, somebody else, somebody, some fly. Are we? Are we going to have <laughs> some fly in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll work. sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. 
Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> Visit our brand new website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.